Winter is coming, bitches. I drink and I know things. Eddard, you don't let your kids keep a dire wolf. That's a terrible idea. You're gonna have to eat every fucking chicken in this room. And all my life I've been knocking men like you into the dust. King Joffrey's parents were brother and sister and he was a fair and wise leader. You don't watch Game of Thrones? No, no, I like that show. It's got dragons and people doing it. And Game of Thrones is complicated. And they would never cancel Game of Thrones. All men must die. But we are not to men. When you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. If you think this has a happy ending, you haven't been paying attention. The Crips are in fact not safe. Welcome back to Good Pop, Bad Pop Spoiler Cast, where today we're covering episode 3 of the final season of Game of Thrones, The Long Night, also known as the Battle of Winterfell. Mm-hmm. Also known as the Battle of TV Settings, because... <laughs> This movie, this episode was dark. It was so dark. I went and um, checked online if it wasn't just crazy, and it's like a 50-50 split. They've done something wrong in how they distributed this. So mm-hmm. some subs- subscription services, it looked fine. Others had the dark problem. It was weird. It was so dark. How unusual. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> technical aside, you'd think before the effort they went to filming this, they'd um, render it correctly so everyone wasn't having this problem but mm. either way episode three what did you think em very exciting episode and it was tense from the get-go like the first i don't know five ten fifteen minutes i could barely breathe it was just you know everyone just waiting knowing that impending death was coming at any second and it was just so tense Especially since the last episode was the night before, which was also very tense. So it's just... Different kind of tense. This was like second to second tenseness. Mm-hmm. Tenseness. Tension. Um, we opened up with Samuel Tarly running around, humanizing the tenseness. Mm-hmm. Um, before... We very terrified, waiting for weapons, just sitting there being like, oh god, I'm going to die. Oh god, I'm going to die. <laughs> so before we dive into the specifics, overall, what were your thoughts? Tense. <laughs> just tense, the whole thing? No, for the yes. whole thing. Uh, it was very good. You liked it? I did. Um, it was directed by the same director who did the episode Battle of the Bastards, as well as uh, another one that I forget. Um, so that kind of already set the tone. Very tense direction from, from that director. Um, I mean, there was a lot of expectations that we had for this. We knew it was going to be one of the very large battles. We had our bite it list, which we'll get into a bit later. Hit the scoreboard. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so it was interesting to see how this all kind of played out. Hmm. Hmm. It was pretty spectacular. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, I did really struggle with all the quick cuts and lots of movement, and it was a bit hard to track sometimes. Mm. Um, whereas Battle of the Bastards was very visceral very slow in terms Mm. of everything was just slowly happening and it was very gritty in that way this was and we're now fighting effectively zombies so it has to be shot differently but it still looked very good um and yeah as you mentioned we'll get into our kick it list um given all the hype and expectation this week i thought we got off pretty easy in terms of death, sure. Yeah, I yeah. thought yeah, there was a few more that were well done. A lot more left over than I expected. <laughs> yeah, so 
And I'll, I will talk about that a bit once we get to it. But um, overall, very good. It went <laughs> went for the two hours, mm. as predicted. And they fit a lot in there, but they also didn't fit everything in there. What else were you hoping to see? Well, I guess we'll get there once we do it. So we can't really talk about this one in order since it was all over the place. So I figured we'd just start with, like, talk about the character threads and see how we go from there. Uh, I guess, yeah. We should tell me that before I write my notes. <laughs> well, alright. Well, first one we see is Sam. Yes. Now, Sam's the best. Our bravest coward we know. Mm-hmm. Um, every shot, he's crying. He's being buried in zombies. He's just, like, struggling. I feel and- like he only died about four times. <laughs> I counted 12. It was absurd. Oh. <laughs> it was just every minute. It was just worse to worse. He was just in a doggy pile of zombies. And then he's back later... So the implication is that he stabbed his way out of every one of these situations. <laughs> like, he's just at the bottom going, yeah, 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 until he got to the top and he got out. But he still did it. And at the end, he's like, oh, here comes John to save me. Nah. <laughs> John's like, I got bigger fish to fry. Sure you do, John. Sure you do. But um, Sam, also, this was the first death of the show with Ed dropping off his buddy in the Night's Watch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Getting a good nom on him mm-hmm. um yeah thoughts on sam glad he's alive <laughs> we think <laughs> there's some ambiguity there ah he'll be fine mm-hmm. um we had a return of melisandra mm. so where she- the fuck has she been she's been gone for a while she was just like yeah cool see us and i thought that was the last we we're gonna see of her i thought they're gonna forget to put her back in <laughs> I have a theory about that on another character later. Mm. Well, Melisandre's 400 years old. Mm. And I feel she has Gandalf vibes. Like, I am never early or late. I get there at the exact time I'm meant to get there. (laughs) But if we break down Melisandre's arc over the last few seasons, I don't think she has a fucking clue what's going on. So in this episode, she Mm -hmm. rocks up, motivates all the Dothraki. Yes, yes, let's give them flaming swords and away we go. And this was my favourite scene. Yeah, I want to talk about how devastating this scene was, because I was like, yeah, cool. Fire doodads. And, you know, as they go forward, you're seeing it from the perspective of um, John and Danny, and they're looking down, they can just see all the fire from all their swords slowly just pitter-patter out. And these are the Dothraki screamers. These are the renowned charging army that's Mm. good at that. Well, we've seen them be (laughs) devastating before in battle, so to see them just get annihilated. Yeah, like bloop, 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 bloop. And I thought we were going to have an off-screen death of Jorah, because he charged, he led that charge, Mm. he led the Dothraki. And then they were all gone, and it was interesting, you only get a flash, you hadn't really seen much at this point, but it wasn't just, you know, the zombies, it was like a wave surge of them. And well, that's what was so scary, is the, the minute that did show the close-up, there's like nothing, nothing, darkness, 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 and then, yeah, like a tidal wave of undead bodies mm. just devouring Dothraki, like the, not even a chance for them to stab anything, because they're just corpses upon corpses rolling over each other, absorbing people. <laughs> they're dead. It was terrifying. Um, there was a missed opportunity there mm. when they lit, when uh, Melisandre lit all their um, Arax on fire. Mm. I feel they should have cut to Beric and Beric been like, stupid idea. Or like, <laughs> it's been done <laughs> or something, but they they didn't. Well. Which made me very sad. Had to keep the vibe tense, I guess. <laughs> so Melisandre does this. She skulks around a bit, implying, oh, this was your purpose. This was your fate. And... 
she tags this as sort of like a, a bow on a couple of the characters. Um, and particularly with Arya's plotline. So she mentions it to Beric, to the Hound, and Arya. And I'm not a fan of her mm. in general. Um, she so serves the Lord of Light and is kind of like, oh, I have to do all these things to get everyone in place. And this was the point all along, all to get, you know, Arya where she needs to be. Mm. Now, that means, oh, yes, I need to make... Beric Dondarrion immortal for a while so he can live long enough and resurrect him 20 times just so he can hold off a few ice zombies and sure. barricade the the hallway mm. and I don't know to me that was a bit weak sauce and same with the hound like oh the hound has to do all this stuff because he's been touched by Rolar or whatever the fire god was called so he needs to be there to save Arya too and I just really sort of the implication that everything oh this is all part of the plan like really so it was part of the plan to have a ghost devil baby assassinate Renly was it part of the plan to sure. you know burn Stannis the Manus Baratheon's daughter on a pyre to improve the weather I mean she's done some awful shit leading up until this point and now she's like yes this was the plan all along I'm like your plan was terrifying yeah but like Bran said all these things led you to where you need to be so I feel there was more efficient ways to get people where they need to be well that's not a very good story is it Uh, all stories need the long way around and then um serving her purpose she throws away her magic her stuff is done she wanders out into the snow drops dead that's not until the very end of the episode yeah. Let's I'm... not forget how she also lit up the whole trenches of Winterfell for a while. <laughs> I feel that was kind of important. I think that was meant to light anyway, and she just started it. It was a bit weird. It was a, it was a bit vague. No, because one of the arrows didn't light, and so not everything lit up, so she used magic to light it up. Yeah, yeah. I, I know she used magic, but I mean, was she just... Was well, she had to be there, because she knew that... that... kerosene? Well, I don't know. But the point is... It failed, so it needed her to be there. Otherwise, they'd all have been dead. Yeah. Mm. Um, and points for dying of old age. Mm. Not many people die of old age. Well, that's true. But not many people make it to 400 either. So No. You so, know. you know, bonus points there. So, Melisandre, the deus ex machina of Thrones. Um, but, yeah, I guess I feel all the fate plot lines are a bit dumb to me. And she is obviously brings all those plot lines. Mm. So I have mixed feelings about her. Um, Alright, pick a character. Pick a scene. What do you want to talk about? I'm just going to talk about the beginning. Alright. <laughs> I haven't moved past the beginning yet. So um, it's very ominous because she sees Davos, who's like pretty pissy at her for what you mentioned yeah. earlier. And fair enough. Yeah. Can you retell people what that was? Um, so earlier she thought... Stannis Baratheon was the one true guy. And this was before Battle of the Bastards, and Stannis was marching south from the wall to beat up Ramsay and mm-hmm. take back Winterfell. Um, winter was coming at the time, and then Winter came, and they all got stuck. And they're like, oh, we need to make a sacrifice. And they convince him to sacrifice his little daughter, who was like, you know, seven or something, I don't know, burn her on a pyre to give good luck. And mm. then they didn't show this battle. This happened off screen, but apparently Stannis 
lost. <laughs> but the point is, Davos was close to that girl and was pretty pissed. Yeah. So uh, that's the the point that we need to drive home here. So, um, yeah, so the red woman was, you know, a little apprehensive about seeing him, but was like, it's cool. Don't have to kill me. I'll be dead by dawn anyway. And was like, what? What's going to happen? Does she know she's going to die? Um, so that was very cool to see that sort of go full circle and see what she meant by that comment. And she just walked out as the sun rises and down she falls, aging gracefully into the snow to die. Aging gracefully? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, quickly, sure, but still gracefully. <laughs> I mean, she still did it. So that was nice. Um, then the dead start to descend a little closer. We see, um, Bran get absolutely pounded by the dead, but saved by Jamie. And, um, luckily, just as it's all saying, look like all hope is lost, Daenerys rocks up and toasts them all. Um, so she flies around on her dragon, fire puffs, they become smoke. Um, so obviously there's still a lot more coming. Um, and John's in tow as well. Um, as you said, after, after... Saving Sam, we see Ed is the first to go, which is a bummer. Um, and then Ice Dragon appears. Well, first, before we see Ice Dragon, Bran decides now, I'm going to try my powers. And it's like, oh, cool. Bran's going to help. He, he doesn't help. He, he walks into some ravens and zips off to find where the Ice King is. And he does. Hmm. doesn't tell anyone. He's just like, oh, there they are. And then all of a sudden, shit, Ice King. Like, Night King's here. Trouble. And, you know, thanks, Bran. He didn't really do a whole lot. He's just like, oh, yeah, there he is. He just sort of played Wes Wally with the Night King. Like, found him. And then didn't say anything. Didn't do anything. Didn't help anyone. Didn't tell anyone. Like, if you can sort of see, or if you're this super powerful... Why are we protecting you, Bran? What? what, Are you going to be helpful later? I thought if you were going to be helpful, it would be for this fight. Like I no, guess no, no, my he had to be helpful to just lure the Night King to himself to get Arya to stab him to then get things progressing to the throne. <laughs> Unless his power is, oh, my superpower is actually killing, like, Cersei or some shit. I'm like, well, this was, this was your moment, bro, and you've done nothing. You've just, like, patted on the Theon, patted Theon on the back and, like, good one, mate, on your way. <laughs> mm. Mm. So, uh, anyway, so he walks and fucks off for a while. Um, but yes, Ice Dragon. So Ice Dragon comes. Um, Daenerys nearly falls off her dragon. They rest a little bit. Uh, that happens a couple of times, which was still very exciting. Uh, but again, like so many scenes in this episode, it's very hard to see what's actually going on because it is so dark, which I guess is to sort of highlight that this is all happening at, you know, 3 a.m. in the morning and it's very cold because it's Winterfell. Um, and it did make some very beautiful scenery because while it was very dark making it look very cold, then it would be stuck against these, like, big blobs of fire cruising around, and um, that made for some really visually stunning shots there. Um, now, as expected, the Hound's not a fan of fire, so he flips out a little bit and goes, nope, I'm out, and tries to hide from things for a little while. And he doesn't snap out of it until he sees Arya is in trouble, mm. which is this nice circle we've been, they've been having. You know, last episode they are all... Sort of mutual respect. This one we saw um, with the bow. Arya takes out a mm, walker yeah. that's about to sneak up on Mr. Clegane. And um, later on, he's bawling out to help her. So they're all, you know, that's all fun. Mm-hmm, and it mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. ties into, you know, ever since the Hound crossed paths with Beric and the 
back in season whatever, he, they said, uh, I think Malisandra said at the time, oh, you've been touched by, you know, you're part of the plan now too. Mm. And so, Which he did not much care for. No, he, he's, he doesn't care for much. <laughs> no, just chicken, really. <laughs> now, what was significant about the fire thing is they're bringing that to the forefront. Like, they didn't have to do that. But the the reason he hates fire is because that's how he got his scars, because mm. his brother used to torture him. Mm. So I think the story was when they were kids, he broke one of his toys or something, and the mountain grabbed his head and put it in the fireplace and that's why he's yeah super scarred and super scared of fire now and as i've mentioned a few times we're hoping for clegane bowl where those two (laughs) just hack shreds off each other hopefully with a better outcome than the oberon martel battle with the mountain well he's hoping yeah that's not ideal um, so what happens after that? So after that, we see um, Sansa and Tyrion hanging out in the crypt, and they get to have a nice little moment. Um, she jovially says that he was one of the better ones in terms of her many husbands that she's had. How many ha- husbands has Sansa had now? Like at least three. Well, there's three, um, and they weren't. It's, she hasn't had three husbands because they cancelled her wedding with um, Joffrey, but they were engaged for a little while. Yeah. To be married, so he, she was meant to be marrying Joffrey, then sort of did marry Ramsay, mm. and then Which oh, in between, first, in between those two, it was Tyrion. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, so that was a really sweet comment of her to make, and uh, Tyrion, in true Tyrion form, said that that was a terrifying thought. <laughs> um, so I really like that exchange, and I like this sort of like bond that they've kind of rekindled in the last couple of episodes. Um, it's very, it's a very nostalgic kind of relationship that they seem to share well it's more when last episode or maybe two episodes ago when they had this conversation they're both survivors they've survived Mm. a lot and they sort of bond over that same Mm. way Sansa and Theon bonded a bit over being victimized by Ramsay Mm. yeah very true very true so I really enjoyed that um and then we cut across to Theon and Bran and that's when Theon tries to sort of make amends to Bran um, but Bran just says that doesn't matter because everything's brought him to where he is, which is home, which was very touching. Um, if a little mystical and also unhelpful. <laughs> yeah. Bran had been my favorite for the first two episodes because he'd been saying what the audience was thinking. Today, I'm stripping that of him because <laughs> what we needed him to say a lot of times was duck, look out, <laughs> they're here, wait five seconds, my sister's coming. Like all these things would have been way more helpful than the shit he actually said. And then when, like, if you've seen these reaction videos going up all over the internet of, um, half of them are fake, but half of them are real, of people reacting to the, you know, climax, which we'll talk Mm. about later, um, and then Arya looks at Bran, like, whoa, did you see that? (laughs) And he's all like, yeah. (laughs) Like, (laughs) shut up, Bran, you need to give her a high five or something. I like that it was after he, he tells Theon that, you know, he's back to where he should be, back at home. And that and that's at that moment when he just goes, anyway, BRB, <laughs> and just walks into the ravens to just piss off somewhere. Um, and what was really scary after that, which I didn't even think about, is um, the, the corpse bridge that the undead make to get across the fire. So a few of them just start throwing themselves onto the fire, and I was like, what the fuck's happening here? <laughs> What's going on? And they just sort of build up enough bodies to just flop in all on over 
and um, break through that barricade, which was scary. It was very uh, World War Z, if you saw that zombie movie, where they sort of just hoard at walls until they mm. get over it, and you think, there's no way, and then there is a way, and they go, oh, no. Yeah, and Gendry's the first to take a swing as they come up the castle walls, so he's first in. He looks a little terrified also, but he's in there doing his thing, because he's no soldier. He's just a blacksmith trying to mind his own business. But he's built. Well, yeah. And then blacksmith arms, he took a few skulls down. Mm, true that. Now, that brings me to this sort of what I've titled the left flank. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's where they all are. So of this group is Brienne, Pod, Jamie, uh, Tormund, and at times Gendry. Now, we saw a lot of shots of them doing stuff, as in, um, yeah. you know, fighting on occasion. But... They didn't do anything. They were very underutilized. Well, I think that means they're probably going to be more utilized in the next big battle. Because of this list, I predicted one, two, we thought pretty two much to all four of, of those people were going to die. Yeah. And but they w- didn't get any sort of sc- much screen time. Just they were just background fighting all the time. And mm. given all the hype last episode, I, I felt they were a bit underdone. I, mean, I think that's good, though, because if they were overdone, then they would be dead. And I'm quite glad that they're not. <laughs> yeah, so we didn't see the Tormund Brienne death. I was so... That was my bet. That's yeah. how they died, and it didn't happen. Oh, there was a few times come. when Brienne got doggy-piled, I thought that was it. Tormund was going to dive in, swing around like a madman, and they were both going to go down well, together. Well, Jamie saved her a couple of times. Mm. Like, there's uh, one of the, the great visual scenes is of Brienne and Jamie in that moment um, fighting back-to-back with all the, you know, flames all around them. And then, of course, Samuel dies again. (laughs) And Sam gets in a pile and stabs his way out of it. Apparently so. Side Um, note, mm. just of those two, um, so Brienne and Jamie's swords Mm. are both Valyrian steel, Mm -hmm. and they're the swords made out of ice, Ned Stark's sword, that um, Tywin broke down. So Tywin broke down Ned's sword and made two swords, one for Jamie, one for Joffrey. Mm. And through plot things jamie mm-hmm. got one and um brienne got the other one right and so these two swords are being used in winterfell to protect winterfell and it was another they've made this joke in earlier episodes but you know tywin rolled rolling over in his grave <laughs> if you knew that and i think there's so much irony that tywin's rolled over in his grave so many times that's what caused the snowstorm <laughs> <laughs> Like, that wasn't even part of the plan. The, the oh. Night King's like, what's going on? And it's like, ah, there's a really pissed off dead Lannister just <laughs> rolling in his grave, causing a storm. He's God so... damn. His eyes are rolled back in his head. Yeah, he would not be impressed. Not be impressed at all. On dead famous people. Mm-hmm. They missed an opportunity here when the Crips awakened. Mm. I feel there could have been some more references to who was in those Crips, because they were... That would have been like... Their parents and aunts and uncles mm. and all sorts of interesting people, but they were just sort of skeletal zombies. I was kind of wondering if um, old Lady Stoneheart would make an, an appearance yeah. with that yeah. happening, because I'd be like, she'd surely be in the crypt, right? And I assume they would have popped her back in there. Yeah, I think they... The, although... I don't know, it's way too deep into knowledge. Because, mm. like, while she was married to a Stark, she was a Tully. Ah, right, that's true. So maybe they But buried, I figured she would have been... And she died closer to the Tully's... Uh, than Winterfell, well, so... I thought she'd want to be buried next to her beloved. Mm. Um, but anyway, so that's what I was sort of expecting to happen. I thought she would rise up and then be like, jokes, I'm going to defend all you in the crypt now, or something. Uh, but no dice. No dice. What did you think Forever of um, 
when that happened, they were Sansa and Tyrion were hanging there, and they were sort of sharing a moment as if we're going to die, or I don't know what the moment was. But to me, it looked like they were about to suicide. Like, oh, I didn't get that vibe at all. Ah, they, were, they were handing the knife because Tyrion has said so many times, "I don't want to be a zombie. Uh, yeah, just well, kill me." <laughs> you know, and he even made jokes about it this episode. And I thought he was just gonna like stab himself to avoid being. Wouldn't he then just be a zombie anyway? Not with a Valyrian, a dragonglass uh, blade. Gotcha, or... gotcha, gotcha. I see. So I see. I see. he would have gotten out of it, but then I don't know what their plan was. They sort of. Tyrion gives a knowing look and then runs off and just hides with the other guys. I'm like, hey, how are you guys doing? Any better than us? We're going to die. <laughs> well, it was more just they were making a break for the next save point because everything was getting closer and closer to them, I think. Um, but I did really like that. It was nice seeing them share another moment and, you know, solidarity. <laughs> yeah. More suffering to come, more suffering to survive. Um, but just back to where we were before, we then change, and it changes tone again because we're, you know, up until this minute, everything's been really fast, so fast that you can't see if people are actually dead or what's happening or who's stabbing who or what. Uh, and then Arya sort of falls into like a library and um, it gets really horror. Before you get to that part, though, she mm. we see her using her new split spear thing. Oh, yeah. That and she's cool. on the ramparts and she just ninjas a bazillion people but then loses it really quickly and then mm. yeah um so arrow was the mvp of this episode she was she uh, had so yeah. many <laughs> so many moments so she kicks a bunch of ass falls into it they didn't show it right they didn't cut it right because all of a sudden she's in the library and i was like did you fall through a roof uh, or well, you we see her sort of struggling or? falling off something so mm. i don't know that made sense to me so beric and hound run off to find her meanwhile this was a great scene it was terrifying like it went from being sort of like tense drama thriller to like instant horror i was yeah so worried there was gonna be a <laughs> it was very early walking dead vibes and just they just really embraced the zombie mm. tropes for this scene and she's sneaking around and she's using all her ninja skills because the and... zombies aren't like they're in the library they're sort of ambling about because they're like all right nobody's here and so they're just sort of slowly walking around instead of, you know, rolling all over each other, devouring corpses. Um, this was a cheesier show. The zombies could have been like, is anyone here? And she yells back, nobody's here. <laughs> I'm like, all right. <laughs> I'm sure they could. <laughs> we'll make a director's cut edition. Not that we're the director's, but you know, we'll make our own. Um, so, yeah, just watching her kind of tiptoe around, uh, you know, each pillar, trying to hide from them and distract them with by throwing books. And um, in the end, they do smell her blood and they manage to sort of track her down, but she squeezes out of a door. And that's when uh, the cavalry come in to save her a little bit, which was good. Yeah. So then we, we've already mentioned the barricade mm. where he has his hold the door moment because mm. apparently this is where he's meant to be. Um, Hound bails her out. And what happened? Oh, and they ran into Melisandra, and they had, um... So, Melisandra's powers are vague. She also knows things from other people's lives. Mm. So then she hits her with, what do we say to the god of death? And Arya exactly knows what to say. You know, not today. Because mm. that's uh, what Sirio taught her to say yeah. in season one. And there was a few throwbacks, because she also, when she gave the knife to Sansa, you know, stick him with the pointy end. Mm. That's, you know, from John back in the day. Well, run us through that scene, because that's a long time ago. People have probably forgotten. Um, I think that was in the... And there was an actually an interesting thing here. So this was in the Godswood, where Bran's hanging out currently. Mm-hmm. And Arya s- sneaks up on John, and John's like, oh, how did you sneak up on me in the Godwood? 
I wonder mm. if that skill will be useful later. <laughs> um, John gives her needle, her needle, first yes. sword, because she wants to be... She's a, a young tomboy back then, and she's like, I don't know how to use this. And John's like, stick him with the pointy end. <laughs> um, and that was great. And once Ned sort of reads the tea leaves of who Ari is, he hires Sirio to travel... Pretending, I think she was pretending to be a dance teacher or something, but secretly teaching her swordplay. Yeah. I think that's what it was. This is eight years ago. <laughs> I watched season one now, but it was something like that. And Syria was a first season character who trained her a few little life lessons and some swordplay before mm. she went off on her coming-of-age adventure. Um, so Arya takes the hint. This is knowingly grabs her dagger and runs off into the night off she goes this dagger should look a little familiar as it's the one little finger used to try and frame the lannisters for someone trying to assassinate bran in season one so this blade that was used to assassinate bran ended up something else interesting um but anyway she runs off into the night uh meanwhile let's talk about john and danny they're kind of very disparate to what everyone else is doing because of their on the dragons obviously oh yeah so first up they're meant to hang back danny gets very upset with good reason because she brought the dothraki over here and they've just been bam gone annihilated like the dothraki gone is that all of them like was that the last of the people no probably the last of their people in westeros but where they came from there's surely more she didn't have all of them i thought she did well maybe she did yeah I i thought that she did she ended up so maybe the Dothraki are wiped out. Bummer. Yeah. Um, so she runs off and tears up. John does the same. Then the storm hits mm. and visibility goes to zero. Yes, it does. Um, then For them and their viewers. Yeah. Then Viseron. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Ice Dragon with mm-hmm. the Witch uh, Night King rocks up and starts causing a ruckus close to the castle. And we have Dragon Fight. Dragon fight. And some of these scenes were beautiful when they're up in the clouds and they're fighting yeah. at each other. Yeah. Now, they didn't pull it off perfectly. So the zoomed out scenes looked great of dragons fighting yeah. each other. But when they'd cut close to sort of John on some tacky green scene screen set holding on to the dragon going, oh, 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 it looked a bit tacky to me. I didn't even notice that. Was... Like his ducking ice fire and stuff. It looked a bit on the nose. Yeah, I didn't notice that. I was too busy being like, oh my god, dragon fight, dragon fight. Needs <laughs> yeah. its own little theme song. Dragon fight. I want to talk about the Night King. Because he's developed a personality since we've last seen him. He smirks now. He, he has swagger when he walks. smug mofo. Yeah, he's, he was just the sort of straight edge early, but now he's he's got a bit of confidence. Mm. Um, Danny gets him after the dragon fight, gets him on the ground and... What's the word? Smashes him with fire. Anyway, blasts him with fire. <laughs> fire attack! And annihilates him, but doesn't do anything. That's disappointing. He's just standing there being like, what, what? Yeah, he smirks, and then he's like, whatevs, and starts wandering off to kill Bran, kill Bran. Meanwhile, John's standing there being like, oh, shit. This, this is kind of a big moment <laughs> for the Night King. He's like, bitch, you can't kill me. And he's like, hey, you know all those people that just died? New army members. And I love this scene so far, so hard, because John... So there's been so much hype about the Jon Snow Night King fight. Mm. It's been coming for a long time. They've had a lot of encounters. And what was great, you're like, here it comes, they're going to fight. 
John's barreling towards him. And the Night King does his arm raise thing that mm. raises the dead. And you're like, oh, because we all knew he had this move in his pocket. And this is obviously a battlefield of 10,000 dead people on it. So once he does this move, it's going to, Winterfell's going to lose. And John sees this and he's sprinting through. He's, he's going like, to get pop, him pop, pop, and pop, pop, pop. stab him before he resurrects the whole army. And what was great, the Night King had no interest in fighting John. There's been so much hype about John fighting the Night King. And the Night King's like, whatever, like, raise army on his way. So, I didn't think John was running to fight him. I thought he was running just to get across the bodies to get back inside. That's what I thought he was doing. Well, no, because he was chasing him down. Because no. this, this was the plan all along, to kill the Night King. Yeah, yeah. And John's got a big sword. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was cool. And then we have John's gauntlet, where John just starts massacring everyone and running through. And one, I mean, it was dramatic, but I found it a bit funny, was when he got into the castle and all his mates are being doggy piled and murdered everywhere and he's like nah gotta focus gotta catch the night king Mm. before he gets to bran and he keeps seeing all his buddies being killed and keep running ignore it and then he stops for a second at sam's like, oh i gotta help sam no no stay on mission go and sam's like (laughs) help (laughs) stabs his way out of another doggy pile poor sam um and then he runs into the next room where visceron is back Mm. and I love this scene because it looked like a bloodborne boss fight. <laughs> and even what John was doing was what you do in a bloodborne boss fight. You well, sort of run around. <laughs> yeah, you run from the attacks, you bait them out to sort of see what they are, and John keeps running out and going, Nope, 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 and running and hiding. <laughs> and when it was going horribly, he used a completely viable bloodborne tactic <laughs> of yelling at it. Sure. <laughs> I, I've yelled at a few dragon equivalent monsters in Bloodborne and yeah, anyway, so John games. <laughs> John knows. Um, but we never got the cool fight between Jon Snow and the Night King, so... Oh, he yelled at a dragon. Meanwhile, um, Danny's been... Danny did something pretty stupid. So she parks her dragon, bails Jon out of a fix, and just sort of sits there like derp, as if she's not in the middle of a field of zombies. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't the brightest move, but she was probably running on adrenaline at this point. I mean, she's always been, like, her whole thing is that she's impulsive. And so she impulsively saves John and sits there and goes, oh, God, okay, now what? And then, oh, shit, there's, like, 50 zombies climbing my dragon. Yeah. Help. Um, so, mild spoilers for next week. Both dragons are in the trailer, so the dragons are safe. Oh, good. Well, that's nice. Yeah, because everyone was like, oh, is that dragon fine? It looked like it was struggling a bit. And then the focus was on Danny, who gets hits the deck. Now, this was great because Danny's never been in direct yeah, it trouble was, before. I was like a bit this. worried because I'm like, ooh, ooh, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> what's she going to do? Um, and in the most telegraphed plot point of all of it was that Jorah was going to rock up and save the day. Of course. That's his fate to save the day. Rocks up and good tank. I'd bring him on my raid. <laughs> just giant sword, wails on things. Now, the shot where Jorah takes a hit. Um, he takes two hits, really. At, and at this point, Danny grabs a sword too and stabs a few fools. So, yeah. Because you know, she's never picked up a sword. In I, agree. The, I was very show. impressed. I, I thought she sort of held her own okay, all things considering. But the shot where Jorah gets run through, it looked like Danny grabs him and pushes him into it. <laughs> like it looks weird it was like ah oh, block this and just throws her knight in front of a sword it looked really awkward um then he powers through on adrenaline up until the end of the day and danny was gutted like yeah that broke my heart yeah. because even though she like he was in love with her and she wasn't in love with him but she still loved him yeah and that was probably 
the person she's known the longest at yeah. this point. It was very heartbreaking. Hmm. So, Jorah bites the dust exactly mm. how we predicted. So we got that one right. It was nice to see him have a nice little full circle tale. I think that was really sweet. Hmm. Now, we've missed one of the more dramatic scenes. I have been waiting for you deaths. to bring this up. Leanna Mormont. <laughs> so... After the episode, there was a little mini Died interview. Died how she lived. Like a <laughs> yeah, badass. <laughs> um, there was a little interview with the creators, and they're like, Leanna Mormont was a one-off, one-scene character. Mm. And they just decided, nah, let's give her more. Let's let her roll with it. Because, you know, it was, she was she so was badass. She was so fierce. I loved her. And so Davos and um, Jorah and everyone's all like, oh, you gotta go to the crypt. And she's like, screw that. I have this tiny little armor. I'm gonna kick ass. She has a big mace thing. And yeah. so she's ordering the troops around at the gate. She was at the front gate. Like that, you know. She was screaming and throwing that thing around. She was furious. And if you're keeping score, the Winterfell gate, zero. Mm-hmm. Giants, two. <laughs> <laughs> Both battles, Battle of the Bastards and Battle of Winterfell, the Giants don't struggle knocking down the Winterfell Gate. So just future notes when they rebuild it. (laughs) Giant proof your fences. Giant proof your fences. Um, Right, so zombie giant enters, which is pretty terrifying. Was it Wun-Wun or was it just another one? No, because I was thinking about this, but then Wun-Wun would have been buried around Winterfell. Right, okay. Unless he got resurrected at that point. Although all the time's blurring at this point. Mm-hmm. So it could it's I think it's just generic giant. Rando giant. Sure. Although it did have one eye, which wouldn't one would have only had one eye at this point too, because that's where Ramsey shot him. But anyway. So she bolts at it. I was like, I kill you she with is my scared little of nothing. With my mace. <laughs> so anyway, the giant grabs her and this was a really visceral scene Ooh. and like crushes her and like she she see her I think this was the maximum they could get away with filming because it was getting a bit like you see her get squeezed, the bones break, and she's mm. like, ah, and I'm like, whoa, you're pushing what you could probably get away with on TV. What in terms of like killing children? Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Joffrey looked pretty gross when he died. <laughs> yeah, but he was like, just like a grown ass man. Yeah, I suppose. Even though a young one, this was a little, you know, badass girl, but still a little girl. I guess. Um, and with her final sort of effort, bam in the eye with a dragonglass blade. Mm, takes it down. They're both crashed to the ground. Yeah, and even that was with a hearty thud. Ooh, giant disintegrates. Liana splat. And then the army just pours over her anyway. Yeah. That, so it was like That awesome. part made me also sad. I'm like, oh, excuse me. Yeah, it was <laughs> I all. I step on her like this. All kind of tragic. It was, um, but. But very cool. A heroic effort all the same. Yeah. Now, now let's enter the God's Woods. God's Woods. Is it time? Is that where we're up to? I guess I, so. I think I've covered everything leading up until this point. Yeah. So, firstly, um, the Iron Isles, led by Theon, are in charge, and they are knocking up a kill streak. Like, yeah. they are good archers. When I first saw how few people were sitting in God's Wood, I was like, they are going to get annihilated in... 0.3 seconds. Mm. But they had a lot of corpses around them. They sort of really held their own for a long time. More yeah. than everybody else somehow. Yeah. How are they better than Dothraki? <laughs> the defense of Winterfell wasn't great, to be honest. I mean, mm. everyone died. 
Although I imagine people heading, like all the corpses heading to Goswood was probably a lot smaller in number compared to the rest that were just charging Winterfell. I would yeah. assume. So once the the big bosses are unseen, the Night King and his generals, there was like a wall of just zombies just sort of standing around. Like they'd all mm. surrounded them. And I'm like, when did this happen? Like they were all charging and getting annihilated, but yeah. now they're just sitting there. So, at this point, Theon's the last one left, he's out of arrows, and at this point, Bran's like, you're a good man, Theon, and... Do you say you are, or you were a good man? Because I thought he said you were a good man, and I'm like, whoa, telling. Yeah. He, um, Bran's kind of Stephen Stranging at this point, (laughs) um, (laughs) telegraphing stuff, but it was really... Bran was no help. (laughs) But just, let's reflect on Theon's character arc Sure. So, played by Alfie Allen, famous sister, Lily Allen. Just thought I'd throw that in there. Mm. Because the song Alfie is actually about her little brother, Alfie Allen. Oh, cute. Yeah. It's a song about how his brother eats twisties and smokes pot all day. Mm. So, but here he is now. Um, (laughs) So, raised by the Starks, even though he's from the um, Greyjoys. It was like kidnapped, right? But then became part of the family. Um... Medieval times. Yes. So it was like prisoner exchange sort of thing. Like, mm. all right, well, we'll raise your son as our ward to keep you in check. So if you can't start war ah. with the Starks, because your son lives with us. Right. So his home is Winterfell. And he, if you go back to the early seasons, he's got a lot of bravado. Mm. and But he's very insecure and stuff. So Quite that, cowardly, really. Well, he wasn't cowardly yet. Um, and so when everyone leaves town, he thinks, oh... I'll take Winterfell for the Greyjoys. Yeah. And his family rejects him. Winterfell rejects him because it's kind of, as you said, kind mm. of a prisoner, but not really. Um, Ramsay comes on scene, breaks him down pretty hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he becomes Reek, takes a bit of time to recover. He becomes Theon again, but now he's a coward. Mm. Um, but then he eventually is uncoward. <laughs> uncoward. Becomes braver, realizes his place, becomes accepting of himself and Winterfell. And his last bit's up for discussion whether it was the way to go. So Bran pretty much telegraphs, hey, mate, you're about to die. So, you know, you're a good man. And Theon goes, cool, I want to go out charging. And so he just bolts at the Witch King. Yeah. Which, I mean... Uh, you mean the Night King. Night King. Um, and, you know, obviously that wasn't going to end well for Theon, but what I liked is what it stood for. Like, it was going... It was him finally being like, I'm not this cowardice piece of shit anymore. I am strong, I am brave, I am going to do this for my country and for my adoptive, for letter, lack of a better word, family. Um, what did piss me off, though, before that is, you know, Brad's been, like, Walked out this whole time, and then as everyone's surrounding him, he just sort of checks back in and goes, I'm back now. <laughs> hey. Also, bad news. <laughs> like, oh, Bran, you're such a disappointment. Um, yeah, and no, just, you know, not, hey, be a distraction for a minute. Mm. I, I got something cooking. <laughs> oh, something's happening. It's just, um, yeah, go for it. So... Great character arc. In terms of Bran and um, the Red Woman, I I guess both of those characters are kind of vague and mysterious because they know that they can't really say a whole lot about what's going to happen because they have to let bad things happen to let the things that 
happen. But happen. at least Melisandre was doing stuff. So oh, while well, I was yeah. piling yeah, yeah. on her early... All right. So Bran did nothing and achieved nothing. <laughs> Melisandre swung for the fences every time. Oh, yeah. And got it wrong the first five times. <laughs> but she probably knew that that would fail. You know what I mean? Like, you still... Even if you know something's not going to go well, you still have to do it in order for the next, you know, no, lack of the butterfly was... wing to happen. There was a few seasons ago where she lost faith because she thought she was dead set it was Stannis. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that And she lost faith and she lost her powers for a bit and that's when you Mm. found out she was an old lady. Yeah. And then she got on the Jon Snow bandwagon. Then she got on the Arya Stark bandwagon. Well, she was never on the bandwagon until the end, but she'd met Arya before. She did have a, a great line earlier when she was talking to Arya where she said, you know, you will kill... Many, many men, many faces, many men, you know, green eyes, brown eyes, and blue eyes. And that's when Ariel's like, right. oh, I see what you're saying. Which is funny, because blue eyes would be pretty common, too. Like, you could easily misconstrue well, that. sure. But, you know, <laughs> symbolism. Uh, so, Night King. I get this wrong a lot, because there's the Night King, there's the Witch King, which is Lord of the Rings. Isn't there also a Lich and King? And there's the Lich King yeah. from Warcraft. <laughs> and, I mean... Pick different names, kings. Yeah, come on, guys. Why not John or Tim King? <laughs> Tim King. Or Joe King. Um, so Night King <laughs> wanders up, and he's got all his um, generals in tow, and I feel they were also underutilized. So he's got his, you know, the mm. super warrior ones who've got eye swords. See, I don't even notice, because they didn't really do anything else right they didn't so... do anything else um i think we've killed a couple before um yeah. but you know i felt it was all just zombie slaying i felt with jorah running around like a madman brienne running around like a madwoman mm. um aria all of them running around i feel the general should have been in the field and we could have seen a few bigger fights than just hewing the wheat of zombies. Probably. But I feel like... Actually, no, you're probably right. Um, but they were most likely... Well, I would have said that they would most likely have been like flanking the Night King, but they weren't because he was, was just cruising, yeah. sol- soloing around on a dragon or standing being all like, what, what, on the ground? So, you know. <laughs> so, so where were they? <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, like, we saw them standing around at times, but uh, anyway... I guess, like, I don't think they've ever really been fleshed out enough beforehand. I think they're more just for visual show. So that didn't really bother me so much that I didn't really see much of what they were doing. So Swagger, Swagger's up to the (laughs) brand. The Swagger King. The Swagger King. The (laughs) Pimp King with the pimp nails. Did you Mm -hmm. see his nails? I did not. Oh, he's got pointy fingernails. Oh, great. Yeah. Um, So he rocks up and... He sort of stares at him for a good long say, time. Him and Bran have this like mad staring competition. Like, is yeah. he playing first? Oh, well, I'm like, and I'm like, what am I expecting now that he's gotten here? The Night King's won. I'm like, what was the actual end game? Does he just kill him, or does he talk to him? Can yeah. he talk? Like, what is the point of all this? Like thinking back, I wonder if maybe they were having some kind of like telepathic conversation during this stare that maybe we find out about later. Maybe Bran's like, P.S. Night King told me you all suck. Yeah. <laughs> or something, you know. Um, but, yeah, there, there so, wasn't really a clear motivation as to what the Night King wanted with Bran. Yeah, so we, Besides just being like, oh, hey, you have powers. I guess I'll kill you. <laughs> and so he gets there, and then this moment we've been fighting so hard to prevent, and then I was sort of like, oh, what? What? <laughs> I'm, like, looking around for answers. I'm like, is, is, 
does he want Bran's knowledge? Does he just want to cut off his knowledge by killing him? I mean, I feel there was more effective ways to kill Bran than walking all the way over to him. He could have just nuked him from space with his dragon kind of thing. Yeah, so I don't think he necessarily wanted him dead, but he wanted something from Bran that Bran needs either for later or just because he wanted it. I don't know. Well, he lifts the hand and I'm like, oh, here we go. Is he going to mind meld or do something? And then he just reaches for the ice sword. Mm. And I'm like, all right. So he's just going to stab him in the face. Like, Again. All right. That's all this was. Um, Maybe he came all this way just to carve his initials into the tree. <laughs> NK was NK. <laughs> NK loves BT. Because <laughs> everyone loves Brienne of Tarth. Ah. <laughs> um... At this moment, badass of the week, Arya Stark flies out of nowhere. It was amazing. I was like, yes! Now, some people might be like, how did she get there? But remember how dark this movie was. (laughs) 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 Everything was so dark. Even the zombies were like, shit, (laughs) we're so fired. (laughs) Like, all these generals are standing in the background like, yeah, time for some looting and raping. (laughs) They're about to pillage the castle, and then this little ninja girl flies in like, oh, we're so fired. <laughs> NK's gonna have our heads on a platter. Anyway, so she dives in, but Night King sees her coming, grabs her by the throat. Now... I stopped breathing. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> oh. like, you can't, you can't. Because <laughs> Arya can't fight from this situation. Night King's super strong and really imposing. I'm like, oh god, are they gonna kill Arya here? For some reason, and I don't know, we've lived through enough thrones that you can. Anyone can die at any moment, and it means nothing. So, (laughs) so she does the old Michael Jordan hand swap. Is that a thing? Yeah, he. Oh, oh, so this is what everyone's comparing. So there's a clip of Michael Jordan. He goes up to dunk, hand in the air, and at the last second, he flicks the ball to the other hand and does a layup. It's showboaty and ridiculous, but it's awesome. And it was Michael Jordan, so. Um. Last season, when Arya gets to Winterfell, she, mm. if you recall, she has a sparring match with Brienne of Tarth. And Brienne of Tarth has been protecting Sansa at this point. Mm. And Arya's like, why not me? He meant to look after me. Protect me. Train me. Let's fight. And Brienne's like, ho, 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 little girl. And you think <laughs> Brienne, the most underrated character, would not be prone to underrating oh, True. <laughs> other people. But Underappreciated like, by her peers. Yeah. yeah. Um, underestimating, I should say. Anyway, they have a little fight, and Arya, you know, whips her quite a few times and does the little hand swap mm. blade thing. So, um, also, they have a good look at the blade. Like, look at this blade. This is... Oh. <laughs> uh, so, look at this shiny blade. <laughs> so she does a hand slip and stabs him. Now, I'd forgotten all this, but there was rules about how you meant to kill the Night King. Oh. And we have to go back. But then the Children of the Woods, when they created the Night King, they stuck a... I think it was a piece of dragon glass or I don't know this whole mythology is weird into this spot in the sternum and that's how he was created and the answer was you have to stab him in the same place yeah and apparently that's where Arya stabs him I just thought you just have to stab him with anything but apparently that's the rules big frost emanates out of the wound and he instantly shatters quicker than a Thanos snap (laughs) quicker than just his ice he's on the ground you know None of this butterfly potter shit. None of this is like <laughs> dust. It was just <laughs> dropping ice on the floor. Mm. And he was down. And luckily they had this info right that when you kill the top of a um, 
Amway pyramid, everyone <laughs> under the Amway circle dies too. Mm. So kill the top dog, boom. All the ice generals shatter. All the zombies are no longer yeah. animated, I guess. <laughs> and they all just fall over. And the most impressive one was John's currently in his yelling match with Visceron, and Visceron <laughs> just goes, bleh, and just sort of rears up and flops over, and it was so weird. John was like, wow, that's some good yelling, John. Yep. <laughs> Told you survival strategy. <laughs> and Arya Stark saves the day, and she's like, looks at Bran like, holy shit, and Bran's like, Told you. <laughs> Not the, uh. So I'm stripping Bran's cool card because he's ruined it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like he should have at least been like, thanks, or knew you'd do a good job. But instead, he just sat there being Bran. Yeah. Looking like he hadn't eaten enough bread in his diet. I don't know. <laughs> you work on that one. We'll come back around to you. He always looks mildly constipated. <laughs> Uh, Too much cheese for Bran. Maybe he's gotten jaded of his character on how it's so pointless. <laughs> that maybe. he's like... I don't know. I uh, mean, he's, he must be involved in something in the big battle, the next big battle that's to come well, at King's right, Landing. So I do want to talk about that once we finish the wrap of this episode mm. on where to from here. Um, last points. I have a theory Ooh. that they've completely forgotten about Ghost, John's <laughs> dog. Because every time... It's, been in the last two episodes but no one has acknowledged that the this wolf exists it's just there in scenes i think they cgi'd him after because <laughs> oh, they shit, forgot to forgot put him ghost. in yeah we forgot ghost oh. and there's just been cgi'd in the background of all these scenes look if that's what it takes for him to live i'll take it that's fine well, unless okay theory um unless <laughs> towards the end bran walks into ghost and then rip Cersei's throat out, because that would be pretty great. <laughs> What's, um... Well, we will come to that when we talk about future mm. things, but, um... So, it's just weird. And is Ghost mad? Because now John's like, well, I'm not a... Technically, not a... Well, it's a half-Stark, I guess. But he's a half-dragon, and he's like, dragons beat wolves, buddy, sorry. <laughs> and so he rides a wolf... Uh, rides a dragon instead of hanging with his wolf. Well, why not, both? Yeah. Alright. Um... So, body count and survivors. Mm-hmm. We have mentioned all of them. So, Ed from the Night's Watch, Liana Mormont, Beric, the Barricade, uh, Theon had his story wrap up, Night King's down, Visceron the Dragon's down, Jorah and Melisandre are the body count. So, it's not like it was a light body count. The only one I didn't account for was Melisandre because I didn't know she was coming. <laughs> <laughs> didn't know she was going to be there. You didn't set a place for her. I did not know. That's that's how these yeah that's how these guys roll. Mm-hmm. And the all the big characters survived except Theon and Jorah. Everyone yeah. else I would Surprising. count as support character. And these were ones that had definitely run their um done their you know done their story. Mm. Also, how on earth is Grey Worm alive? He, I thought he would be toast full show. Do was, we know he's alive? Yes. He was alive at yes, the end? Yes, he was alive at the end. And that he had no the most telegraphed way. death completely. Too much talk of retiring to the to the beach. Yeah. Like, I, nah, you're dead. I couldn't believe you're it. You're dead. So, uh, and his lady friend, uh, I forget her name, she's also alive. Yes. Mm. So the only thing I can think of is that there's another big battle coming, which may be the case down at King's Landing or Dragonstone or wherever they go, so. and they need a they need a bit more fuel for the fire. Yeah, because yeah, so I don't know. I quite um 
surprised me. So the body count was pretty light. Yeah. Maybe we're we're on George R. Martin expectations, but now we're getting <laughs> now the, on showrunner. Now on show, the showrunners who are a bit different, and they're they're a bit more about that fan service. Mm. All right. So overall, very good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Had a few things you can nitpick, but we won't today. <laughs> Where to from here? So my first thought is, what? was the point of this the white walkers were the big deal the big bads um bran has superpowers that has something counter to the white walkers Mm. um so firstly the white walkers are dead cool great what was their origin what was their motivation we've seen vague snippets here and there but what was their point and as we said lich king finally gets uh, Night King finally I'm gonna call him Tim. <laughs> Tim finally gets to Bran and then we everyone was like, Oh, what does this even mean? So what's the deal with Bran? Bran's everything was the North. He um is involved so he's won his thing and he's done nothing. He was bait. He's yeah. used no powers for helping. So does Bran do something with the coming war with he probably Cersei? Because he doesn't have power south. He has less power south. Because oh. I was reading he needs God's woods, trees, oh. or something. Maybe he's and... just got to hang out and charge up for a while and they raven him down there. Or maybe he wargs from there. Who knows? Hmm. So there, there had to be some bigger mythology for why this mattered, other than where does big bad things here to kill everyone? I did always find that strange, because I'm like, yeah, sure, winter is coming, but why? Like, what do they want besides more dead? Are they building a, an undead village and they need manpower? Like, what What do they want besides... I think maybe they just wanted to destroy humanity and live in an undead world, but I don't really know what that would look like. Like, we didn't really show any signs that that would be something worth undying for <laughs> and because they're fooled around with time travel and temporal no- anomalies mm. via bran bran's meant to have all the knowledge of the world or is something it, like that you know what is the thir- three eye raven what's the point so and if he's not utilized with the cersei plot lines and he i'm gonna say now he probably won't be there's a long line of people yeah. To run the Cersei plot lines. Everyone has beef with Cersei. Well, we've still got like 18 characters left. Yeah. So. <laughs> so I think Bran's done, and I think this is a technically very unsatisfactory. What a flop. Pl- plot line. Classic George R. R. Martin. And what's funny is this was Cersei's plan all along. Let them all beat each other up. Yeah. And beat the Night King, and now their army's gone, and I'm stronger. And. Basically, Cersei won. She's right. The other armies are whipped and she's done nothing and she's on the winning team because the Night King handled business. Mm. And now it's back to the literal, you know, Game of Thrones where... Yeah. So how, after this, you know, we've beaten the undead, Mm. we've beaten the horde invasion, do we just go back to political nonsense again? Like, it, it all seems a bit shallow. For one episode and then another battle and then we'll have our epilogue episode. That's what I'm pretty sure is what's coming. Anything back, beyond that, I don't really know. Back to the political nonsense. Yeah. That's why... It'll be an episode of travelling and talking. Yeah. There's one thing I didn't really didn't like. So the first shot of the crypts was, um... No, no, zombies. And then Santa's like, Oh, but who will we bend the knee to? <laughs> or whatever she said. And I'm like, who cares, Santa? There's literally <laughs> zombies here. Like, 
shit, get over yourself. And then um, her aides are like, if you know Danny wasn't here, you'd all be dead. <laughs> like, yeah. So. Hopefully that gives her some perspective for next week's episode. Because they're really pushing Sansa having beef. And I feel enough has happened that Sansa shouldn't have beef anymore. Yeah, I mean, I mean she seems to just, hold a grudge. Yeah, they should all just kind of deal at this point. Like, I'm hoping that that experience gave her some perspective, but I guess we'll we'll see. Now, what was in... Because I've already forgotten. What was in the next week on Game of Thrones? What can we pull apart from that? So, it's only like a 20, 30 second cut. Um, Cersei's hanging about the mountain zombies there. And I didn't even notice mountain zombies. Oh, he's, he's in the background. He doesn't. Yeah, play, yeah, that's obviously. true. Euron um, is still hanging around. We had shots mm. of boats. What, someone speculated that they were on a boat for a cut, yeah. and which means they'd be probably going to Dragonstone. Right. So why would they go to Dragonstone? Because I think that's where she thinks Danny's going to go. So they're mm. going because Dragonstone is where the Targaryens live. Right. That's the. Dragon place. She's more going there for a power move to be like, well, well I'm it'd be here. a good staging area before invading King's Landing. So right. I think they're going to all rush to Dragonstone and do that. Um, it hasn't given us much. We saw a few people around, but yeah, so mm. we haven't seen Cersei in two episodes, remember? So Didn't we've got to see what, yeah, let's see what she's doing. And everyone's like, all right, now that she has to rejoin the game, what's she going to do? Because remember all the the political machinations in the first few seasons, Cersei hasn't done shit in like years. She blew up a church, and everyone's like, "Why? This isn't subtle. This isn't a Game of Thrones. That's just terrorism." Like, yeah, she, she's not very smart. She's irrational and impulsive. <coughs> so why isn't she? Um, why haven't people rised up to kick her out? Kind of thing. Mm. So I don't know. Hopefully, this will all come to a head. But yeah, we don't know. It's up to Cersei to set the stage. She's looking smug in every scene and kind of like a dick. So She always does, though. Because mm. in the books... I hope she also gets shot with a bow and arrow on the can. That would be pretty great. Because <laughs> in the books, she becomes unhinged. So she's mm. in this situation. She's drinking all the time. She's paranoid. She mm. trusts no one. She goes crazy. Yeah. Um, real personality disorder, narcissism, mm. stuff like that. Everyone's against me. And, well, well technically true for Cersei. <laughs> And this one, she's just sort of too chill and like, well, you're not doing anything. Yeah, and, that's true. Yeah. So, and this is back to what I said, why Bran might not be involved. There's a line. Tyrion, Jaime, mm. um, Arya. Like, so many people need to knock off Cersei. Yeah. Oh, so, Sansa would never do it. She would get someone else to do it. Well, Sansa, you know, okay. So, I don't know. She'd send Arya to do it, probably, which gives them both satisfaction. The next three episodes are all hour 20 plus. Oh, are they? I checked. Oh, great. And so they're all long now. Um, so I assume next week we'll check in with Cersei, see what her thing mm. is, and we'll go from there. So no predictions at this point for me. Yeah. What about you? Uh, beyond the format, format's all I've got. So like I said, next week will be travel and talking, and then the next week will be next big battle, and the next one will be uh, the wrap-up. Wrap yeah, <laughs> epilogue. Um, I need Clegane Bowl really badly. <laughs> I still don't think you're going to get it. No, but... 100% going to get it. No, no, no. Well, the Hound is alive. Yeah, I suppose. He's going to travel south. I They've guess. set this up over a lot of seasons. Hound versus... Yeah, but they set up so many things over a lot of seasons, which just fizzle into nothing. Yeah, yeah, but they're still there. And, like, it's fan service, and these guys know fan surfers. It's got to happen. Yeah. Mm. Do you have any other theories? 
No, I'm, it's all a mystery at this point. Mm. I assume the info about John's parentage comes out and this is the compromise that makes everyone happy and the North unites and now we go beat up Lannisters. <laughs> Sweet. Well, a Lannister. The rest of the Lannisters are okay. I think she still runs under the Baratheon flag, actually. So. Uh, oh, yeah, maybe. We so can. does that mean technically the Lannisters are effectively wiped? No, because she's still got the Lannister army. But who's head Lannister now? Tyrion and Jaime are gone. Uh, I don't know. Is she rebranded to a Lannister? <laughs> Who knows? Who can be sure? Next time on Game of Thrones. Indeed. Um, any more theories from you? No, that's it. I'm done. All right. So that wraps up our spoiler cast for Game of Thrones, episode three, The Biggin. Um, stay tuned. Next week, we'll hopefully get another one of these out. Then. <laughs>